Good afternoon. Welcome to Lancaster Connects, show about small business and small charity success right here in Lancaster County. Uh, flying solo today. Uh, Jeff flew solo last week. Uh, I was out of town. Maybe I'm a little more tan. I was in Mexico. I had a great time. Uh, little trip away with uh, my wife, Lindsay, uh, without the kids. So that was fun. It was, it was, uh, been a long time since we've had some, uh, you know, a little vacation away. So that was very nice. Thank you to Jeff for holding down the fort, the, uh, the Lancaster Connects fort, but, um, he's actually, um, on a, uh, virtual, uh, presentation today. Uh, he is, uh, um, some of our listeners know that uh, Jeff and I do some other things beyond the four walls here of Gardner's Mattress and More, where we produce uh, Lancaster Connects. And um, Jeff uh, is a sought-after uh, presenter um, and speaker. So uh, you know, we've we've offered and authored a number of books, uh, and uh, he has uh, been invited to uh, speak uh, this afternoon on a virtual presentation. So he's doing that. Uh, we wish him well. I think it's a, uh, two to three hour presentation. So it's a, it's a, he'll, he'll, he, he said he's got his water and he, he went to the bathroom and he's, he's ready to go for his three hours. So, um, you've only got me for an hour. So, um, but we're going to have a great show. Uh, again, Lancaster connects, uh, show about, uh, small business and small charity success right here in Lancaster County. Uh, we we highlight uh, great nonprofits and charitable organizations uh, making a difference and an impact in the community. And uh, also small businesses doing the same thing. Uh, we've got a great nonprofit today. Uh, we'll bring uh, them on the show in just a little bit. Uh, we do prizes. We'd love to hear from you uh, during the show. Uh, if you uh, enter something in the chat in the comment window here, uh, you can do that on Facebook. You can do that on LinkedIn. You can do that on YouTube. Uh, give me a comment, uh, tell you what to tell me what you like about the show. Uh, ask our guest a question. We love that. Uh, gives us more things to talk about with our guests, get a little deeper into the conversation there. Uh, I'd love to hear from you during the show. Um, we give away prizes at the end. We'll, we'll spin what we call the prize elator. It's a virtual prize wheel. And, uh, if you've, uh, made a comment, you're on the prize wheel. Uh, per se, and uh, you can win uh, one of our nice little less nor more cuddle drinkware items. Uh, you know, if you're the winner, you just come in and say, "Hey, you've won on the show," and we'll give you uh, your gift, or should I say, choice of gift? Also, this uh, on-the-go bundle here—it's a little travel pillow and blanket, uh, nice uh, thing to take with you in the car uh, on uh, little trips, trips to Mexico, you know, wherever you go. Um, Couple little gifts there. Just enter a, a comment. Uh, again, wherever you watch, Facebook, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, on both the Gardener's Mattress and more and, uh, and, uh, Lancaster Connects, uh, <laughs> Facebook and YouTube pages. And, uh, of course, LinkedIn as well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, without further ado, we're going to bring our guest on. Uh, we've got today Jose Lopez. Uh, from the Spanish American Civic Association, also known to many Lancastrians as SACA. So, Jose, welcome to the show. Hey, Ben. Thanks. Hey, I, I, you know, your promo there with, uh, being in Mexico. I'm actually going there this week myself with my wife for a little respite. Oh, there you go. Yeah. We, where, where are you? We, we tend to, uh, wrap our, uh, birthdays and our anniversary into a, a trip that we take each year around this time of the year. And so we're, we're going to head to uh, Playa de Carmen, which is in 
yeah. in the Riviera Maya region of uh, Mexico, uh, just Cancun. Yeah. And yep, that's where we were. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to go there and hopefully do enjoy some sun and respite. And uh, yeah, so that's what I'll be doing. That's awesome. So are you doing like a all-inclusive resort sort of thing or? Nah, see, in my prior life, before I, I uh, you know, came back to Lancaster, because I grew up here and uh, and uh, and then decided to move at some point in the early 2000s yeah. to go pursue a career in commercial real estate. We moved, oh, wow. we moved to Florida. And uh, one of the jobs that I had was uh, uh, evaluating uh, real estate, commercial real estate in particular. Yeah, and one of my jobs involved appraising hospitality properties, and specifically yeah. resort properties, yeah. in uh, in Mexico and in the Caribbean. I mean, that was a cool job. I would show up and do an inspection. It would take about two days to do that, and um, and so I learned about the different places in the Cancun market to go to. Uh, okay, that experience, and one of them was was actually Cancun, and and also. Uh, Plotted a Carmen and Tulum where the New Orleans yeah. are. Well, yeah, yeah. I've been making a point to try to go and, and hit those up with my wife whenever we can. That's awesome. Well, you know, if you're looking for sun and relaxation, there's a lot of it to be had. Oh, yeah. There. No. <laughs> no question. We had a great time. Uh, went to uh, the Ishkare Park, which a lot of people are familiar with, uh, you know, visiting down there. Uh, did some reef snorkeling. Uh, saw their uh, big uh, presentation, kind of the history of Mexico and stuff like that. It was it was really really great time, um, and everything was very very well done. So I hope you have a nice vacation, yeah. safe travel, yeah. all of that. Yep, yep. So uh, yeah, uh, thanks for being on the show. Um, I think you said you uh, grew up in Lancaster. Is that correct? Is that what you just said? Yes, I uh, I came here when I was about uh, eight years old, and. Um, Okay. So my family had come to to Lancaster in the in the early to mid seventies, and uh, we moved here from Puerto Rico. And and the you, you know, people think, why did you move to Lancaster from Puerto Rico? It just seems like a faraway place to uh, to want to sure. come to. But uh, when my father was uh, in his uh, late teens, early twenties, he used to come to to Lancaster in the mid fifties and our uh, sixties to uh, okay. To be a migrant worker, specifically to pick tobacco and smoke tile. And, um, and so he forever thought, Hey, I'm going to move my family there someday. And, uh, and so it, it took to about, you know, the, the, the mid seventies for that to happen. My, my other yeah. uh, uncle, my, one of my uncles also was doing that with my father. They had relocated to Lancaster probably in the sixties. And, um, and so that's, that's the connection. And so my, my family then decided to follow that. And, uh, and that's how I ended up. I actually ended up coming to the, the neighborhood where, where soccer is actually uh, mainly located. And that's cool. And so, uh, my exposure to soccer in those times was, um, was, you know, they helped my family actually acclimate to, uh, to Lancaster, to life in Lancaster, helped my family, uh, navigate getting us enrolled in school. And, uh, and helped us, uh, establish our, our, our permanency here in Lancaster. So, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So my, that's fantastic. And now organization since I was little. And, and of course, you know, our main facility that's at 545 Pershing Avenue, that's called the Centro Hispano or the Spanish Center. 
is our books facility that Saka has and had operating from. I used to go in there and run around in that facility. And our, our founder and current CEO, Mr. Carlos Popero, used to chase us out of there. I, I remember then going back to my house because uh, my house, the backyard, uh, backed up to the property. And I would just yeah. go throw stones and, and things at the windows. Trying to protest being a kid, being evicted from uh, running around. So, you know, yeah. today, I guess that's a part of a karma thing. And, and so here I am now, many years later, uh, having this opportunity to, to, uh, to be the leader and face of this organization. That's awesome. That's an incredible story. Yeah. Yep. So we're, we're going to hop into everything that uh, you do there at SACA. SACA stands for, of course, the Spanish American uh, Civic Association. But I wanted to jump back. And um, so you said your, your, your family came in the mid seventies to Lancaster and, and, you know, after working for a little bit in Lancaster, what was it about Lancaster that, that drew them in, um, the culture, the farmland, like what, what was it about Lancaster that really made him call? No, I, I, I think it was, it was, it was the opportunities that existed here. Mm. And, and, okay. and so, you know, I'm one of 10 children. So my, uh, other five younger siblings that came here with my parents, um, you know, would then have an opportunity to prosper here, uh, to get, to get, to learn English properly and get a really well-rounded education, which we all took advantage of and were able to, uh, to, to, uh, you know, prosper ourselves. And, um, and so I think that was one of the reasons, um, plus my family, other family members were here. So it provided mm -hmm. that opportunity to be close to other family as well. Yeah, that's great. That, that makes sense. Um, yeah, no question. There's a lot of opportunities here, right here in Lancaster. Yep. Um, that's awesome. All right. So yeah, let's get into Saka a little bit. You are the president of the Spanish American Civic Association, also known as Saka. Yep. Um, tell us, you know, what is Saka? You know, mission values, that sort sure. of thing. So Saka is a 50 year, um, community development organization. That uh, has been in place now, like I said, 50 years with, uh, with various programs. We've been, today we do five, five basic things that uh, we, we tout about, which we'll talk about when we uh, get to that part of our conversation. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, today's Saka's mission is to uh, uplift and restore marginalized communities uh, through human, economic, and social services while supporting cultural identities. Um, our vision for this community is, uh, Saka supports, uh, uh, communities that are supported by Saka, I should say, are all inclusive and empowered to prosper through, uh, sustained social and economic transformation. Um, and the belief that, uh, diversity is to be embraced and celebrated. We also have, uh, core values that uh, actually spell an acronym that pays homage to our history of our, our, our first facility at Centro Hispano or the Spanish Center. So we, we devised uh, an acronym for Centro and our core value system. So, so, um, we're, we're committed. Uh, we are the partner and ally within our community, uh, members as, as we strive for success 
Um, we're empowering, which is the E part of Centro. Um, through our actions, resources, and support, uh, we inspire others to identify and fulfill their unique purpose in our community. Uh, we're neighbors, which is the end in Centro. We nature, hope, compassion, and human dignity uh, to provide help to all. Uh, we're together, the T in Centro. Uh, we seek a unified community where all opportunities, uh, we're all have an opportunity to advance. Uh, we're resourceful, the R in Centro. Uh, we leverage our resources and pursue new opportunities uh, to serve one another. Um, and then the O part of Centro is we're outcomes driven. Our success is built on active leadership that turns visionary ideas into tangible results. And, you know, we, we, uh, when I first came back here, which is three years ago that I uh, assumed the position that I'm in, uh, as we uh, transition the leadership from our founder and CEO to me this year, uh, it's going to be, uh, at the end of uh, June, he's going to retire from his oh, okay. and I will assume the, the president and CEO role here. Um, Great. Yep. And so we did strategic planning, a new mission and vision and core values of atonement. We also did a strategic plan that, uh, that, uh, we're working off of to, uh, implement some of the, uh, changes that the board and the staff saw needed to, to occur within the organization. So, a uh, couple things there. Uh, Chris, uh, our producer, I cast ahead, uh, producer for Lancaster Connect show, I ha- was uh, running a video there, and I think it was you walking with Carlos. Is that? Yeah, that's my that Pereira, Yes. Yep. Okay. And he was the person who was yelling at you for throwing rocks at the windows Absolutely. back. Absolutely. Yeah. He was the taste four years ago. Yes. That's it. All right. So, and he's the founder of Saka? He's the founder and our current CEO. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, and he's, he's who's retiring yeah. in June. That's awesome. I mean, that guy, his leadership here is what's created this awesome organization that provides That's awesome. benefits can, to this community. Yep. Can you, can you share uh, maybe why he started right. it? Uh, why, why he started Saka <laughs> and, and, um, uh, you know, kind of how he went about doing that? Sure. So, you know, since the early forties, I would say, uh, you know, Diverse groups had have found hope and uh, an opportunity here in the Lancaster prosperous region, and um, so one of those groups was the Latino community that today about represents forty percent of the population in Lancaster City, and um, you know this extraordinary statistic reflects a, a vigorous pattern of growth over the decades. So, in direct response to this pattern. The, the Spanish American Civic Association, uh, known as, uh, SACA today was established, you know, to help this growing population assimilate to life in Lancaster. As I said, my family benefited from that first years of SACA and, uh, in, in, um, in assimilating to life here. And so, so that was the, the original intent of a group of leaders, uh, in the community. That, that sought the need to do that as the population of Latinos was, uh, was growing here in the particular in, in the Southeast section of the city of Lancaster. Um, you know, today the mission of SACA is to really uplift and restore marginalized communities. Like I said, through, uh, 
to human, economic, and social services, you know, while supporting cultural identities. So today we're, we're a partner for, for all, uh, no matter what, what, uh, nationality you are, what your upbringing has been, you can be yellow, green, or blue. It doesn't matter if you need access to the services that we provide. We're here to assist you in, uh, in helping you, uh, you know, transform your life and, and become an active participant in the Lancaster community. That's great. Um, uh, Lena, Lena Hohenadel, um, I think I've got that name pronounced right, uh, just uh, said that SACA has done so much for the community for so long. Uh, Lena represents a great charity uh, downtown Lancaster off the streets, uh, helping provide housing and, and furnishings. We donate a fair amount of uh, furniture, mattresses, beds, uh, that sort of thing to them. So uh, she's a supporter of SACA, as I'm sure many, many, many people are. Um, so you, you are you are like the perfect person to be in this role of president to take the reins from from Carlos. Like you said, you and your family benefited from the services so many years ago, and uh, really saw you know the organization from uh, and the help from that standpoint. Uh, was that part of the reason why you wanted to be in this role coming in you know three years ago uh, to help people that were like your family mm-hmm. all those years ago? Well, that, that's definitely part of it. But also, I had a prior stint here well, when I was, okay. when I was yeah. younger in the late uh, 90s to early 2000s. Um, I, I, I was involved in our development entity as we developed our home ownership initiative. And also, we, we embarked on renovating a, a, a prominent building in our neighborhood called the General Cigar Property or General Cigar Building that today is an affordable housing uh, a complex of uh, 30 affordable housing units that provides housing to families that that live at 40 and 50% of median income. And so uh, I oversaw that development. And then that ended in, two, in uh, 20, uh, 2002. And then that was when I decided to pursue a career in commercial real estate, mostly in the valuation field that took me to Florida uh, eventually brought me back to Pennsylvania, to Philadelphia. And, uh, and then I also then ventured into, uh, into a, a financial sector, managing collateral risk for financial institutions, dealing with real estate, commercial real estate in particular. Um, and so I, I was, uh, worked for Susquehanna Bank when it was Susquehanna Bank and we set up a collateral risk function in that institution that didn't have one prior to a team of, of individuals coming in, of which I was one of them. And, uh, and so then when they got bought up by BB&T, I went and worked to BB&T for a little bit. And then I had an opportunity to, to, to set up a similar function like we did at Susquehanna in a, in a bank in Southern California in Orange County. And so my wife and I picked up and, and left Philadelphia, um, in 19, uh, not 19, uh, 2016. Spent some time in um, in Southern California doing exactly what I did with Susquehanna Bank, and uh, and so I had that experience of, of being in different places, looking at different structures. Um, that actually allowed me then to come back here to do this. Um, when Mister Guerrero called me uh, in, um, I think it was uh, late uh, 2019, before the COVID started. 
that he was thinking of, of, you know, initiating a secession and, and was, was the board was interested in talking to me about my availability and potential. I thought about it. Actually, it took about six months to have a conversation with everyone for me to make a decision to come here. And so we, my wife and I said, you know, COVID started. We're like, Let, let's go do that. That, that, that sounds like the right next thing for you. And uh, because of my history here, I, I felt uh, that I needed to do that. Plus, in addition to that, Mr. Gopera, while he had chased me out of that building, um, uh, after that, when I had gotten done with my schooling and, and education and I moved back to Lancaster, I, I sought him out and, uh, he became a mentor to me. And, um, and so, uh, what, what not a befitting of, a, of me taking over for my mentor and, and doing the work that he's done here for 50 years and pushing forth our organization to continue to have the impact that it's had on many lives in our community. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I just, you know, virtually here, I can feel your heart for the organization mm -hmm. and the people of Lancaster and to be able to continue Carlos's vision uh, for Saka and, and the, you know, continue the mission and all that. That's, that's uh fantastic. I, I wish you a lot of luck in, in this, in this journey here. Uh, let's, let's dig into what Saka does specifically. Some of the programs yep. I know you have, uh, behavioral health program or services, yep. education and prevention services, uh, and a number of other things. Um, let's, let's dig into some of those. Sure. We can, we can talk about that because that's, that's what we were going to talk about. The five things that we do, five or six things that yep. we're involved in in our community here. So yes, we have a longstanding behavioral health uh, programming that's in three different components. And um, our components are, are all in Spanish and English language. And so we uh, were cognitive of the issue that existed uh, 35 some years ago when we started these programs that if you had a drug and alcohol addiction issue and a mental health issue and you had limited uh English speaking capacity, you were not going to get those services. And so we sought out to, uh, to establish a bilingual program to help those in our community that had those issues. And so we started an outpatient drug and alcohol on mental health clinic called, uh, Nuestra Clinica or our clinic. That's the, that's the Spanish wrong of what that means in English. And so. Uh, we started that and, and it's operational today. It operates out of our facility at 545 Parisian Avenue. Um, and so we, we see a tremendous amount of, of, of folks that need those services. Along the way, we also felt the need that there was a need for, uh, um, an inpatient, uh, treatment module for, uh, drug and alcohol 30, uh, 60, 90 day rehab facility that we operate up on East New Street on Duke Street now for over 30 years um, for adult uh, Spanish speakers, male only. And that program is in existence now, like I said, for 30 some years now. And we're getting ready to do a renovation there and actually expand it. And so um, there we have a 26 bed facility that uh, basically uh, addresses this issue. So like I said earlier, 30 years ago, those folks that needed that type of service, language, 
there was no place in Pennsylvania that offered that. And so when you had that issue, you were basically, uh, if you got incarcerated, that's where you were getting your drug rehab treatment. And so we saw a big need for that. And so, uh, so we developed this facility. Uh, part of our expansion plan is to, uh, bring in a bilingual, uh, track to that program and, uh, increase the bed capacity to 40. And, uh, yeah. So, so that's the other component. We also have a, a halfway house called La Casa or the house. That's a transition from, uh, from either being incarcerated and or a drug rehab facility. Those uh, run about 60 day uh, um, stays. And, um, and so that helps the individuals get simulated back into life, um, either from prison or from a drug rehab facility. And, uh, and then they're all also able to access any other services that we have here at our organization, which we're going to cover in a little bit here as we talk about our workforce initiative called Tech Central. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, those are the, the three main components of our behavioral health, uh, program. And, um, we do have a, a, a recovery house, uh, program that's basically, uh, people that are ready to be assimilated and need a place to live. So we, uh, provide them with a, uh, an apartment where they can live or a house with other mates. And, um, as they continue in their recovery path and, um, they have jobs and, and are doing what they need to do to get it, get ahead. That's, that's awesome. And I see, uh, Chris has got the information there on the screen. <laughs> Looks like there's a phone number to call, yep. uh, or, you know, if somebody's in need of help. And I'm sure, uh, your website too, what, what he's got on the screen there, Saka PA. Dot org is that is that the best place yes. to go if, if you're looking for these services absolutely and that's where you would go if you want to be a supporter and want to make a donation or want to be mm -hmm. a volunteer or ask any questions you have about the work that we're involved in yep that's awesome so let's, that's let's awesome. talk some more about the programs i mean our education yeah services program is a program that got established um late eighties, early nineties, when, when we had the AIDS epidemic uh, affecting the community. Mm -hmm. And again, there was no, uh, program in place to help and educate uh, folks in the Spanish speaking community that had a, mm -hmm. a deficiency and being able to communicate in English, um, access help, uh, for the, for the, for these needs. Today, that program is, is a case management program that helps folks with HIV and it's anybody in our community now. It's not Spanish speakers. Uh, it's anybody. And we serve a, a multitude of folks, um, with, uh, with the AIDS uh, virus that's in them. And, uh, and we help them navigate systems to be able to access the, the, the newer medicines that exist to help you get, you know, longevity. Uh, but it's mm -hmm. also an education and prevention program that serves, uh, young folks in our schools. Uh, with uh, regard to sexually transmitted diseases and um, and mm. testing. And so we have that as well at our clinic here. So if you set up an appointment, you come and we'll draw your blood and, and get you tested for, uh, uh, you know, sexually transmitted diseases so we can get you help with whatever you might be encountering. Right, right. 
That's, that's great that bonus. you have these services offered. Uh, yep. One of my favorite things is the Senior Center, which is a long partnership that we've had with the Office of Aging in the county here. In okay. And so on a daily uh, basis, during the week, five days out of the week, uh, we encounter about 70 to 80 uh, seniors in our community that come there mm-hmm. for fellowship mostly, but also to uh, be provided with opportunity to lo- learn about different things that might be affecting them. If it's uh, health insurance, if it's their own health. Oh, okay. And uh, and then, you know, I think the most important piece is uh, the fellowship that the senior community that gets to engage with uh, others in that group setting. And that's in the mornings at 545 Pershing. And uh, mm. that's been longstanding. I say that's about 45 years that we've been doing wow. that program. Um, they're also... We, we operate our community meals program, which is a, a program mm-hmm. that we've had longstanding as well, uh, for over 40 years, um, that we provide, uh, uh, two hot meals six days out of the week for anybody in the community that has food, food insecurity. And, um, and also with our partners that we work with, the, the, the Central Pennsylvania Food Bank, we're able to help, mm-hmm. help families with care packages that they sign up for and they get, you know, a, a grocery list of, of goods that they can have to take home so that, uh, there's not going to be anyone, uh, going, uh, without a meal. And, uh, that's great. And so we don't, we don't ask any questions. We, you show up and you tell us that you need a meal, we'll serve you a meal. But what we mm. try to do is to track what your needs are so that we can, uh, right. and maybe help, help get out of your situation. And, uh, Sure. And that's fantastic. That's how we, we try to dissect what, what, uh, is needed, uh, with you in that realm. And, our and where is that? Is that at the, it's also at our 545 Pershing, um, facility where we have a cafeteria there, um, that functions also as the senior center. And, um, okay. and, uh, and that's also where our outpatient behavioral health function is on the upper floor of that facility. Mm. Yep. Like I said, that was our first facility that Saka got started out of. And so it has an extensive use today as well. That's, that's great. And that's, that's the building, right? That, that, that was you, the you building knew where I used to get chased out of. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, I had fond memories of uh, my other buddies and one in particular is Dan Betancourt, who was the, the president and CEO of the community first barn. Uh, oh, me okay. and I yeah. used to uh, used to run around in there. Yeah, Carlos used to chase us out. Both he and I are are uh, you know we we hold Carlos to high esteem and uh, yeah, I his love mentorship it. in our life. Yep, I love it. That's okay. that's awesome. So um, I I can keep go going, dude. Because I mean, I, I yeah, go go for it. I, I, it's your this time. Is what I do, man. So uh, I think on the next list, we have like soccer development. So yeah. soccer development is the entity that uh, owns all the real estate that uh, soccer operates from. Okay. As well as we're a developer of affordable housing in, in our community, okay. mostly in the Southeast. And, uh, and I'll, I'll explain that as well. But uh, one of the other programs that I failed to mention was um, about 25 years ago, we were part of, uh, uh, initiating the, the partnership charter school, which still mm-hmm. exists today. And it's a functional entity 
um, that uh, just recently got recharted by the school district of Lancaster for another five years. That's mm-hmm. uh, up on our Ann Street property that Soccer Development owns. And, and today we're basically the, the landlord for the charter school. The charter school has its own board and it operates autonomously outside of, of Saka. At one point, Saka did the fiscal oversight and management for the charter school. We no longer do that. All we have is a, is a relationship with, with the charter school as a tenant and a landlord. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were one of the four parties that set up the partnership charter school, being ourselves, Saka, the Urban League, uh, neighborhood services, those two entities are no longer in our community. And uh, mm-hmm. the other entity was Crispus Addicts, which still is and mm-hmm. now is a part of the of the community um, partnership um, cap. Um, yeah. And so, yep. so yeah, so we, we have a board seat at, at the charter school and we continue to do that. At, but that's the, the logist of our involvement with the charter school. But we were instrumental in setting that up. Um, and really the students that go there, um, are, are folks that come from our neighborhoods here. And so, uh, they've, they've been able to get, uh, proper instruction, um, at the school there that's allowed most of them to become very successful. So Saka Development, like I said, owns all the properties that Saka has, but we're also a developer, not only a developer of affordable housing. But our, our development is focused on home ownership opportunities for families that, that live at 80% or less of median income in our community to allow them to, uh, to become, uh, homeowners and eventually build equity and, and, and commit what we call community wealth over time through home ownership. So over the years that we've been involved in that program, um, we've developed over 130, uh, rehab resale. Uh, units in our community. And, um, those units are, are rehab to a certain standard that, uh, go way above and beyond what a regular flipper would do to a property that they want to say they're going to rehab and then, you know, sell to a end user. And I'm not, uh, bashing that market segment. Um, everybody does what they need to do to make money. I don't do it to make money. We, we do it to provide a safe environment families that like live at that income thresholds for them to be successful. And so our model is based on creating a, a property that's going to be a, a 10, 15 year, uh, basically maintenance free and not have issues, um, over time and educate the, the homeowners on what it, what they need to do to maintain the effective age of the property so that it continues to have a long life. And, um, and so we have a standard of rehab that captures a brand new uh, HVAC plumbing electric into these units, new rules. We go in and change the floor plan to make it a more functional floor plan. Uh, most of the housing stock in the, in the city has functional obsolescence. And that, that means that the floor plan is outdated or the bathroom is too small and not really functional for the, for the current trends that exist. And so we go about trying to change that. To provide that, that the the end user with a really nice opportunity, so so we've done that, but we've also built seventy eight brand new townhouse units, mostly in Southeast Lancaster, for the same purpose, uh, selling those to first time home buyers that live at eighty percent or less of median income, 
to allow them to, again, build equity over time, that they can become, uh, you know, transfer wealth over time, get out of this cycle of poverty that exists in the community that we serve. And so we are recently completing a nine unit at a two phase project that's called Conestoga North, that's on Chesapeake Street. That uh, is going to be when completed 18 uh, brand new townhouse units. Um, and so, uh, We've already pre-sold all the units and are starting to settle some of the units. We just did a settlement on one of the units on, on Friday and uh, have another one scheduled for Monday and then so forth as, as the units are completed. Then we complete the CEO, the CEO process with the city, uh, to, to get the residents in there. Um, Saka development is also a commercial property developer. And we developed the property on the corner of South Duke Street and, um, and Chesapeake, um, where at one time there was a nuisance bar there called Miguel's Nightclub. One time there used to also be a dump that, uh, people were dumping the uh, things at in the fifties and sixties. And, and I think it was a junkyard or something like that back then. So we took on that task to develop that property, redevelop that property and turn it into a, a commercial center. The intention of helping establish neighborhood businesses move to a bigger facility and also a better location that provided uh, ease of access and, um, and visibility within terms of parking and all that so that uh, they can grow and, and prosper in their business venture. Also, it's a place where we would... Uh, entertain potentially uh, uh, entrepreneurs that wanted to set up a business there. And so we'll work with uh, different groups in our community to facilitate that to happen. Uh, predominantly the, the community uh, first fund, which is a certified CFI that works in our community to do micro lending to small businesses, but also organizations as assets and score to help mentor uh, these business owners so that they know what, what it entails for them to be successful, having a proper business plan and having a proper financial, uh, records and, uh, and management of those records as, uh, as they continue to grow. And, um, and so we, we, we've done that there also up the street. We took a blighted, uh, not a blighted property, but I'd say a property that was um, a nuisance in the neighborhood as well. Though we redeveloped that property into a condominium that they has a credit union in it, the Belco Credit Union. And also there's a day, daycare facility that, uh, is in the real portion of the property that, uh, provides needed daycare for the residents in our neighborhood up there north and South Duke Street. Uh, the reason we bought that property was because behind it, we could build 14 brand new townhouse units. So, so that, that's part of that development there. Um, we continue to look for opportunities to be able to, uh, build additional new home ownership opportunities. We have current, we're currently working on five, uh, scattered site rehabs of our, our rehab resell program and just finishing up that, that one, uh, phase two of Conestoga North with nine brand new townhouse units there. So that's what soccer development does. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to work with other members of our community that, uh, 
that see the same vision that we have for what home ownership represents for families that live at 80% or less of median income. And, um, and so, so, uh, I'm here, got, you know, www.sacapa.org is where you can get additional information and be able to reach out to us. Um, but one of the other projects we're working on through soccer development, through an entity that we developed called the Took Street Plaza LLC is, is the location of the Fulton Bank branch that's, uh, located on the corner of uh, Chesapeake and South Duke and where there once used to be an other grocery store that we actually ended up moving to the, to the plaza across the street. Well, that building, we ended up acquiring that building and demoing it because what we're going to do there is develop a, uh, another commercial center that's actually a mixed use project that, that's going to entail, um, the Fulton Bank branch is going to stay there. We're going to build them a new bank branch. And then, um, we have an LOI with, uh, Union Community Care for them to establish uh, an urgent care facility as well as a community pharmacy at the location of the commercials that's being developed on the first floor. And then there'll be two other additional uh, commercial spaces that would be available for that same segment of the community that has an established business in our neighborhood here that needs a more functional space for them to be successful and expand their business opportunity. So above those uh, commercial spaces would be 45 workforce housing units. And the reason I say workforce housing units, there's a market niche in the, in the market that's not affordable housing, but it's just above it that represents an opportunity for someone to develop workforce housing uh, for uh, families that live above 80% up to 100% of the median income, which uh, I call the mid-market. And, um, and so I, I'm working on a, on a partnership with a private uh, housing developer to, uh, to make that happen in, in the location there. And so there'll be 45 one and two bedroom units that, uh, will, will allow families that live in that income stream, um, to be able to, uh, have affordable units because right now those families that live in that income sphere have to pay a high proportion of their income towards housing and at the intervals that they should be, which is 30, 35%. So some of them are paying 50, 60% of their income. It's going towards uh, that. And that's just not doable. And, um, and so the reason why we want to focus on that is because I want to talk about my next thing is TechCentral as, as our workforce development initiative or the, provides uh, um, basic skills training as well as specialized training that we have with our partnerships that we have with Harris McGarry Community College and uh, Thaddeus Stevens College of Technology. And, and so we're, we're training folks for high-in-demand occupancies that exist in our local economy here, uh, mostly in the allied health field as well as the trades. And so these programs that we administer at Tech Central run in duration of uh, anywhere from 18 weeks to uh, six months. And, um, and that's what their aim. Their aim is to address the issue of the underemployment that exists in the marginalized community and folks that really need a second chance in our, in our community that we work with. So basically the, the, the target population uh, ranges from 25 
and up up to about 45 years of age that uh, might be working in a dead-end job that isn't really uh, allowing them to uh, to have a sustainable living wage arrangement. And so through our training, we provide that opportunity for them to jump onto a career pathway to allow them to to get sustainable living wages. And when that happens, you also get the benefit of uh, of getting benefits, which a lot of folks do not have access to. And it really is a transformative thing that's occurring at Tech Central. And so, so our initial uh, Tech Central is, is here on Chester, which is right next to my facility where I'm located, the, the General Cigar Building. At what one point, these two buildings were neighborhood eyesores, which today are productive uh, uh, locations that are providing tremendous community benefit. And so over there, we, we have basic skills, ESL. Uh, instruction uh, as well as a GED instruction. We also uh, want to ensure that there's an opportunity if uh, folks do not want to embark on our training that we provide, that we're able to be an off-ramp or a bridge to the the employment community. So have uh, employment services there that we provide, that we work with over 200 and uh, so uh, companies that are looking for employees and so we'll try to match up people that come to us. And then we prep them. We make sure that they understand how they need to appear at the res, you know, with their resume, with how they appear with how they're clothed and, um, and how to do an interview. And so we'll help them with those steps and, and get them into, uh, into the, the employment. If, so that, the, uh, otherwise they'll enroll in our programming and then we'll, we'll get them on that track. Um, and so, it's really uh, transformative, I would say, and and really, when the graduation comes up here in, in July, I, I I take great pride in 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 seeing the 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 faces of these students and their family members um, as they they see what what's going to be happening afterward when they get into their job opportunity. Um, most of the students end up getting jobs uh, right away after they're completed with the, mm-hmm. with the program. Specifically in the trades, there's a big need for trades uh, folk. Oh, big time. And so there we're, we're working with uh, commercial industrial plumbing, HVAC, and, uh, and mechanical, uh, electric, which is not what you would think is electric, but, uh, it's more of a, a training to be able to work in a facility that has automated systems for you to be able to troubleshoot issues that might come up in those systems. And then you see those, uh, systems prevalent in the manufacturing sector. Like, uh, say the Kunzler facility, uh, facilities such as, uh, the Pepperidge Farm facility. Um, and then of course, you know, other warehouse distribution facilities that have automation in them. And uh, those students are, are joining those companies and, uh, making sustainable, higher than sustainable living wages, actually, uh, with those. So 85% of the students that come to us graduate, um, which is that's a fantastic number. It is, and then to top it all off, we do our part to ensure that these folks that come to us are not going to have a tuition bill at the end. And so, oh wow, we raise money in the community through our partnerships that we have, through our uh, business partnerships, our the philanthropic community, uh, you know, foundations such as the High Foundation have been instrumental in this program. 
into providing us with, with funding uh, to help us be able to, uh, to fund the tuition costs. Um, while that is a successful program, we still do have a waiting list that, uh, mm. that everybody thinks it's because we're popular, but it's because of the lack of funding that we have to put the, mm. the class in. Mm-hmm. So right now we're on a morning schedule, um, half day schedule. Preferably we would like to get to the point that, uh, we will have some evening courses as well. Um, because not everybody can take advantage of the morning course mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. And so uh, as we work along and, and we continue to develop new approaches and funding sources, and as we continue to build, cause we set up an endowment fund that we hope to have it to 10 million within a, a, a five year period wow. for it to provide residual income that we can use to fund the, the tuition costs <clears throat> for students. No, I think then that's when we're going to get there. We've been successful in uh, attaining uh, uh, a state line item with the with the legislator as a legislators, I should say, both, mm-hmm. both parts of the of the aisle, and um, sure. and so we're going to continue to try to grow that. Off of that came this opportunity to expand our our model into the region, and we're doing that in Reading, in York, oh wow, and in Lebanon. With the companies there uh, that have come to us wanting to borrow our model, and so the the network that we've set up is is part of the funding mechanism that the the state allocation goes for, and um and so to uh, to say that Carlos is going to retire in June is kind of a fib because he's actually going to oversee the development <laughs> of the Tech Central Regional uh, effort um, as that continues to grow. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I can, I can imagine it, it's hard to, you know, just abandon's not the right word, but just kind of, kind of walk away and retire and not have any involvement. That that's awesome that he's going to continue to to have have that involvement there and and grow Tech Centro. I'm Jose. I'm like blown away with all of the stuff that Saka does. Unbelievable organization. I I knew a little bit about Saka, but I didn't know how deep of involvement and all of the different programs and opportunities that, that you create and the services that you offer. Unbelievable. So my last thing I wanted organization. to, to talk to you about is, is Carnio Centro, which is our 36 year old public Spanish language bilingual uh, station that we operate. And that's a forum for us to put out information into the community and, um, and, you know, kind of like this, we, we try to provide an opportunity for it, anyone in our community that needs to have a voice to come and speak. Uh, we have a flagship program in the mornings called Cafe con Leche or Coffee with Milk. Um, and a whole spectrum of people come there to speak about items that are affecting the community. And uh, just as a way for us to be able to do the outreach and whatnot. Um, and so, you know, our station now has grown with the ability uh, as part of our strategy planning that we did three years ago was to really enhance its capacity and bring it up to a, a higher level of technology. And um, and now we, we brought a, a whole new digital system in place to, to help us do that. And uh, today the station can do live streaming on five platforms anywhere around the world. All you need is a, 
is uh, the internet to be able to access it. And, um, and then we've also started producing podcasts that, uh, that are in Spanish language and English as well about the issues that are affecting the community. Any issue, legal, whatever, we, we have a podcast that we've developed. And it's been so successful that uh, uh, Pandora reached out to us, wanted to upload our Spanish language podcast on the different topics. That's so we're doing that. Yep. And uh, we have a podcasting studio that's available to the community uh, to utilize. Uh, that was part of a grant that we were able to facilitate. And so that's part of what we offer to anybody in a neighborhood. Hey, I want to talk about an issue that's happening and I, I want to do a podcast. They, all they need to do is call and schedule a time to use our podcasting uh, studio and, and we'll help them um, produce it and uh, push it up to where it needs to be. That's amazing. That's really cool. Yep. And uh, Lancaster can listen, what does it say, 91.3? Yeah, so we have a frequency here in Lancaster, 91.3, and one in York that's at, I think, 100.3. And, yeah. and um, the York frequency is is not as strong as it needs to be, so that's my next thing to try to fix and um, to try to get that to be a more... Uh, it yeah. doesn't have really good penetration into the city of York. Um, okay. And, yeah. and, yep. and so like if, when you get to like Columbia, the station here, the 91.3 kind of fades out when mm -hmm. you cross the river and you get over it by like Helm, the other station kicks in and you can, okay. you can listen to it there. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's simulcast the station from here. Um, yeah, that's great. So, uh, I know, um, we're, we're kind of. Uh, running out of time. There's just See, so much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to, you, you just celebrated 50 years. Yes. Uh, or, or, uh, yeah, Saka celebrated 50 years. And I know you had an event, uh, maybe last week. Um, yep. maybe you could uh, talk a little bit about that and kind of what that means. Sure. Uh, for Lancaster and, and for Saka and, and, um, maybe you have some other events coming uh, yeah, up that you'd like to talk about sure. as well. So, you know, our, our fiesta, which we had, had had annually until COVID came along and screwed it up mm -hmm. in 2020. We hadn't mm -hmm. had a, a fiesta for, for three years. And so, mm -hmm. you know, that, that fiesta represented an event that uh, was actually for our community of uh, partners and, and friends to come and enjoy fellowship with us and have diverse ethnic food that we serve. And, and, and that was it. But this year, because we were celebrating our 50th anniversary, mm -hmm. we made it a little bit more special. And so we decked out the facility and into a 50-year celebratory uh, type of uh, uh, decor and event. And uh, man, it was, it was a huge success. Everybody came That's away. Awesome. I mean, sending me emails tell, telling us how awesome it was, the great time that they had. And so, you know, that that's the goal of that event. But this year it was special because of our 50th anniversary. And, you know, that's there's great. no speeches. There's none of that. We we just want you to come and enjoy food and fellowship with our yep. with our staff and, and and those in the community that are supporters of of our mission. That's great. You know, you I didn't have it on the notes here, but um you but you just mentioned your staff and you know, seeing 
all of the things that, that Saka does and, and, and ways that they support the community, you must have uh, just an unbelievable staff. So we have about, about 90 full part-time employees. Wow. Okay. Well, that we have on the roster because we have a hard time filling all the positions as anybody has since the COVID. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. right now, I think we got about 15 job openings for different positions. Oh, wow. But if you go on our website, you can see what they are. Um, yeah. And, and so no, the staff is essential. We have staff here that have been here for a long time. And so longevity of yep. staff is, is a good thing. And, uh, yep. and, and so no, we're, we're fortunate to have that. And so no kudos to the staff. They put that together and, uh, and it was a great event. That, that's awesome. Do you have any other events well, or one any of the other uh, events fundraising? I did want to mention is that, um, uh, our partnership with the Lancaster Barnstormers is allowing us to have a soccer, a soccer day at the Barnstormers on June 25th. Cool. And, uh, yeah. um, it's, it's, you know, to acknowledge our 50th year in the community, but it's also going to be a, a, an, an opportunity for us to acknowledge our CEO and, and, uh, re- retiring mm-hmm. CEO and founder Carlos at that event. And so, uh, we, we want the entire community to come to that and, and be supportive of, of what his mission is and work in our community. And, uh, and so, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, there's going to be some other event that we're going to do in the late fall with regard to our Pershing Avenue facility, um, naming of it. Um, but I'll, I'll keep that under, under wraps until there you go. (laughs) That's cool. Uh, and uh, la- last thing to, to to mention here, um, obviously, Saka can't function without funding and volunteers. Yep. And and you mentioned uh, earlier, I think um, uh, I'm sure you will accept donations. One hundred percent. And if anybody <laughs> wants to come visit, I also give you that opportunity. One of the things I enjoy yep. doing is going on a tour because I can sit here and talk about this stuff all day. Mm-hmm. Seeing it in mm-hmm. actual practice is uh is another thing. And so yeah, that's true. Before I met you guys, I was taking somebody on a tour that's new to our community that wanted to learn okay. more. And and we do that on a weekly basis. I had say twice a week okay. with individuals. So all they need to do is reach out to me, uh, reach out to our, our contact information that's on our website. And eventually I'll get I'll get it and uh and I'll reach out and schedule a time. That's great. Now, there's there's no rock throwing during the tours. I'm, no, I'm no, no, no. I'm, I'm kind of done doing that. <laughs> kind of learned about lesson, but but it ends up costing money. properly. Yes, <laughs> that's great. That's great. Well, this has been uh, an awesome time uh, getting to know you a little bit, uh, getting to know Saka and all the great things that uh, you do at the Spanish American Civic Association. Um. Uh, just uh, unbelievable uh, reach that your organization has. I love I love the Tech Centro uh, part of it, and of course the the affordable housing. Um, I know is a huge huge component and, and benefit to the Lancaster community. Yep. Yep. Uh, you ready for the? Yeah. Oh yeah. Any any last well, comments I, I on, just, on know, the the next steps for this organization is to continue to yeah. have impact, you know, in the lives of uh, of the community that we serve, you know in positive ways so that, uh, you know, it changes and transforms their lives for the better. And, uh, 
you know, I know that's kind of like a big answer type thing, mm -hmm. but, uh, but you know, it matches my big vision for, for what we, uh, we need to continue to do and accelerate in that's our community. Awesome. And, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm full tilt on this thing. This is my last job, man. And, um, there you go. So yeah, I just celebrated, uh, my birthday on, on Saturday and, uh, okay, my yeah. wife, you know, we just got to do this for, for a little bit more. And yeah. So you, you share a birthday with my son, uh, Julian, he, he just turned nine. So you guys are just a few years apart. So, uh, <laughs> well, Jose, uh, thank you so much. I wish you a lot of luck with, with Saka. Um, just got a few minutes left here. We'll do sure. our, our connection cocktail questions here. Uh, get to know our guests a little bit more. Um, what is your favorite thing to do in Lancaster? So, um, you know, one of the things my wife likes to do is to go shop local small businesses. I think yeah. it's important for us to support that initiative in the age of all the boxed retailers and all the online things. Mm -hmm. It is mm -hmm. critical that we support small business entrepreneurs in their endeavors. So we seek out those types Love of that. businesses. And, uh, and in particular, we actually like uh, supporting the, the, the artists in our community as well. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. I, I love, I, you know, love the part, um, yeah, you know, the show earlier, we were talking about the, the retail opportunities that you've developed yep. and, and encourage, uh, local small businesses to start businesses or relocate businesses yep. within the community to a better, to a better spot. That's awesome. Um, do you have a favorite restaurant? In Lancaster? Yeah. So, you know, when I lived in Lancaster previously, I owned a property up on East James Street up by the hospital. We, uh, we enjoyed when they opened the Belvedere restaurant. Oh, up yeah. There on, um, yep. on East Lemon yep. and, uh, is it East West Lemon? East yeah. Lemon, um, it's on the other side. Yeah. Queen Street. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yep. And so, yeah, that's, that still is one of our favorite restaurants. We actually went there for our anniversary dinner. And, uh, cool. yeah, cause they too were celebrating their, their anniversary, significant anniversary, 25 years. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Great place. Uh, one of our employees drew here. He's a, he's a fan of the Belvedere. Yep. So that's a pretty good spot. Uh, and, and do you have an annual event? Yeah. That we you, uh, uh, we like enjoy to go going to the Longs Park art show that's there. You know, okay. Yeah. Um, I know it's a, it's kind of like a national show that comes in town, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, we've always enjoyed that at the latter part of the summer. That's great. We actually, uh, our guest next week is the Longs Park, um, association or amphitheater. Sure. Or I can't think of the right name yeah. of the group, but it's the, it's the organization that puts on the, the Longs Park shows and, and whatnot. So we're excited to talk to them. So, well, Jose, this has been great. Um, great to get to know you. Great to get to know. Saka and all the wonderful things that you do. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I wish you all the luck in the world in this uh, venture <laughs> as Carlos retires and you kind of take full reins there. Um, uh, just unbelievable what, what you guys are doing there. Ben, thank you for this opportunity. I, I really am honored yep. to have been yep. allowed to uh, talk about the work, the great work that Saka well, yep. does and has done in this community. Yep. Yep. Well, you're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you. And we'll, uh, we'll talk again. Yes, sir. Yep. See ya. 
All right. Well, that was awesome. Like, like I said, uh, with Jose, I knew a little bit about Saka. Um, but when we had the opportunity to have him on the show and doing more research, I knew that there was a lot of, uh, programs and, and, um, services offered, but, um, hearing Jose speak about it, just like you can feel his energy and his passion for helping the community that, you know, supported him, uh, when he was a, a youngster. So really, really cool that he's in the role that, uh, he's in going forward. And I, I wish them a, a, a lot of luck. Like I said, well, we, we are kind of, uh, <laughs> over our time, uh, just do a couple of quick things. I think we'll bypass our, our testimonial for Gardner's mattress some more. Uh, we have a few that we can share, but we'll share them in, in future shows and we'll, we'll bypass the sleep tip. Uh, I did want to, uh, mention a couple things. We've got a couple of, uh, community happenings. I, I think I can say that, uh, Jeff and I have friends, uh, in the Lancaster community who are realtors. Um, Chuck and Janet Sierk. There's, uh, some information there on the screen. They, um, founded Lancaster Estate Solutions, which you see their logo in the upper left of that flyer. And they also are EXP, uh, Realty Realtors. Um, they have a seminar, uh, that you can attend, uh, on, uh, May 25th at the Mannheim Township Public Library. It's from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Uh, it's a complimentary information session called Downsizing Made Easy. Um, basically learn tips and tricks on how to downsize quickly and easily and have a Q&A with a panel of experts. They have a few experts there. Janet uh, Sierk, of course, is one of them. Uh, Diane Levinson from Diane's Life Solutions and Stephanie Giamatteo, who we know uh, from Fairway Mortgage. Um, so a few different, uh, people in the, uh, home buying and downsizing, uh, landscape, if you will, uh, we'll speak there. And, uh, of course there's information there. Um, so again, that's, uh, Monday, May 25th at the Mannheim Township, uh, public library. And then the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, we don't have a graphic for it, but, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, we had a charity on the show called the team Jennifer Cahill charities. Um, uh, the, I'm just going to read it here because it says it better than I can, I can say it. Uh, team Jennifer Cahill charities uh, is a leading organization dedicated to supporting female veterans and ensuring their dignified final arrangements and funerals. Uh, they are proud to announce the celebration of their first ever women's day, uh, or I'm sorry, women's veterans day in Pennsylvania. That's pretty cool. Uh, momentous occasion will take place on June 10th, 2023 at the Kissel Valley Farm, uh, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Kissel Valley Farm is up, uh, near the Lancaster airport, uh, kind of, uh, near Penn Cinema. A lot of people know where that is. Um, the, this time will serve as a platform to honor the extraordinary service and sacrifice. There we go. Yeah. Uh, and sacrifice, uh, of female veterans while raising awareness about their unique needs. Um, uh, also, uh, just a, a, a few details about the event. Uh, the Women's Day Veterans Day event, a Women's Veterans Day event. Gosh, just read the words, Ben. Uh, to be held on June 10th, 2023 will feature a diverse range of activities and programs designed to celebrate the accomplishments of female veterans and create a supportive environment to address their specific needs. One of the highlights of this event will be a courtesy luncheon provided exclusively for female veterans catered by Mission Barbecue. Uh, as a gesture of appreciation for their service and dedication. Um, Chris, is that a, is that a homepage? Um, or, or maybe a Facebook page? 
Um, I, I bet if you Google Jennifer Cahill Charities in Lancaster, there it is, teamjenniferkhillcharities.org. You can get more information on that great event. Um, you know, first, first ever event of its kind here in Pennsylvania, which is really, really cool. Uh, so, uh, praying for great weather for that. And, um, that'll be, I think the show, uh, we'll spin the prize later. We got a couple of commenters there again. Um, you know, commenting wins you prizes, some less normal cuddle drinkware or the on the go bundle. Let's give it a spin. Um, pick a winner here. Brand nerd. I don't know who that is. It's always funny when somebody comes on with not their real name. You know who they are? Lena. Lena is a great supporter of the show, great supporter of gardeners, and of course, uh, you know, represents a wonderful charity off the streets. Um, they help uh, battle uh, homelessness in Lancaster County. Uh, fantastic organization. So, uh, Lena, come in. Uh, tell us you won a gift on the show, and you can pick out your your gift here. Uh, well, uh, I think that's it. Thanks uh, to everybody for watching. Thank you to our guest, Jose Lopez from SACA, the Spanish American Civic Association. Uh, check them out at SACA, P-A-S-A-C-A-P-A dot O-R-G. And um, uh, again, uh, give them give them uh, support there uh, with the, either a financial donation or volunteering or, you know, just sharing their stuff on Facebook. Uh, and social media platforms really helps these organizations a lot. So, all right, I think we're done. Thanks so much. Till the next connection.